It's your fave girl, D, and we're back with another episode of Like You Said. Um, I had a hard time uh, deciding what I was going to do about this episode because it did fit into the Complex Complexion series, but I think I want to, I don't want to focus on trauma for this one. Um, I, I could very easily, but. I don't know, this is more of a reflective episode, I guess. So once again, I don't have any notes on me. I'm just going to speak how it comes to me. This week was, it was heavy. You know, at the beginning of this week, um, the world was hit with the news that Aluatoy and Salau was found dead. And... As a black person, it was hard. But as a black woman, it was even harder. I think I literally felt my heart sink down. And all week, I've just been... I've been thinking about this question of... What does it mean to be a black woman? It's been hard um, because I've had to come to some difficult conclusions um, regarding many things. And you know, when I think about how Toyin fought so hard for this movement and for her people, and just like that, you know, she was taken away, and it hasn't even been a week, and she's not, like, her name's not trending on Twitter anymore. At least not on my feed. You know, even Breonna Taylor is still not, she's not trending anymore. And not that it's about whether or not their names are trending, but, you know, the trends show that the conversations are happening. And it's been a week since Toyin was murdered, and it seems as though, from what I can see, that is not a topic of conversation anymore. One thing I'm going to say is, yes, we're dealing with a movement with, for black people, but hearing what I just said about how it's been almost seven days, it will be seven days by the time this is up, that Toyin was murdered and the conversation of that has not been, hasn't continued it's not as heavy as it was compared to George Floyd's murder, compared to Ahmaud Arbery's murder, once that really came to light. You even see the difference between how people react to when a, a man dies and when a woman dies. We're just talking about gender, we're not even talking about race. But if you're looking within race, the conversation about George Floyd continued on. And, you know, they had arrested the cops who murdered George Floyd, the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor, oh, yeah, they were fired, but they weren't even arrested. There's a discrepancy there, and I'm not going to get into that too much. 
speak and see the the gender divide based on our racial groups as well. You know, it's not just a general fight, but it, it's happening within our communities as well. Um, dealing with gender roles and in how people perceive the value of male versus female or male versus trans or what have you, uh, male versus gender neutral, all of these things. Um, so that was something I was contemplating and thinking about as well. But I really was just thinking about, you know, what does it mean to be a black woman, especially in this social climate? Um, I don't think that the meaning has changed at all, but it plays out differently based on, you know, what's been going on around you. <sighs> it's been a week full of ups and downs. You know, my heart is broken about Toy. My heart is still breaking over what is going on with my people and just the constant conversations. It's hard. I even got to a point with with check-ins and it was like, I felt like check-ins were just sucking the life out of me because as great as they are, sometimes they just serve as a reminder that you're not being treated fairly. And it's like, you know, people aren't messaging you to be like, hi, how are you? They're here to be like, hi, I've just been thinking about you lately because everything has just been so crazy and sad. And, and I'm like, like, I appreciate it, but I would hope that you think about me like other times, not just when people that look like me are getting slaughtered in the streets. But anywho, I digress. But yeah, I've been really thinking about it. What does it mean to be a black woman? I've been thinking about the women that I come from and the the women that I'm close to. Um, the women who inspire me that don't know me. I've been thinking about my mentors. I've been thinking about what kind of leader do I want to be for my black nieces, for my black goddaughters. I really had to think about that this week. Um, and, you know, I was having a hard time coming up with the words to really describe how I feel about being a black woman and what that means to me. But yesterday was a really good day. Yesterday, I went to the beach with some of my closest friends, all black women, and we had a ball. And at one point, I was just sitting there thinking to myself, you know, all of this stuff is going on in the world. We're in the middle of a pandemic, all of us are in post-secondary. Some of us are dealing with our own mental health issues. You know, we're working, we're just trying to figure things out. And, you know, there's this movement going on and we've all been involved in some way, shape, or form, protesting or advocating, signing petitions, encouraging others to go learn and sign petitions and donating and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, look at us just sitting by the water and taking everything in and forgetting about everything else. And I was thinking about how quickly we will probably hop right back into everything. And I was just like, you know, black women, like we, 
we do so much. We are everywhere. We're in everything. You know, we're we're the counselors for our friends, our family. We're the second mothers to our younger brothers or younger siblings. You know, we're the we're the homie, we're the best friend and we're the lover. You know, we're the caretaker, we're the dreamer, we're the motivator. We are so many things. Like black women are so powerful and there's something in us that I don't know, it's it's like a different type of resiliency or something, but just to endure so much, like black women have endured so much. I was even thinking about intergenerational trauma and with black women specifically because there were methods of torture that only black women experienced. Um, you know, trying to discover new medical procedures. There are doctors who bought black women so that they could test out their weird medical procedures on them. You want to know where a pap test came from? <laughs> Look it up. You know, and there's just so many things. You know, we're always thinking about everyone else in the community and and the kids and, you know, how are we going to impact the community in a positive way? You know, we pick up our brothers. We do what we can for our black men. We love our black men. You know, black women, we're just, we're amazing. And one thing that stuck with me is we, we go hard for what we believe in. And Toyin is a prime example of that. Sorry, I just, it's still so heavy. She was only 19. You know, when I was 19, I'm only 24, but, you know, five years ago, I wasn't thinking that, you know what, I'm putting my life on the line for what I believe in. I knew what I believed in, but I, I never thought that what I believed in would cost me my life. But Toyin did. She literally said, I will die for this movement. And it just, it makes me really emotional because you know, that's that's a sister, that is a friend, that is a daughter. You know, she probably had dreams and aspirations. She she was fighting to create a better world for her future children, for the future children of her people. A black woman at the age of 19 died for the freedom of her people. I would apologize for crying, but I'm not going to because people need to understand the pain of seeing this all the time. And, you know, where now, like, 
back in the day, like you heard about these things and you didn't really see everyone that was marching on the streets. Or at least you did, but you didn't know their names. Like we know, we know her. We've seen the words that she's had to say. We've heard the words that she's had to say. We have seen we have seen her speak up and voice her experiences. And when someone shares their experience and you know, you are somehow moved by it, or you somehow relate, or you just agree, whatever it is, when you get caught up with someone's narrative, their life, you feel a sense of attachment. And, you know, Toyn and I, we never met, but we're in this fight together. And so, you know, black people, we have lost a warrior on our team. And so it's just really hard for me to talk about this and what happened to her without getting really upset. (laughs) I just, I don't understand why the world doesn't want us to be free. I don't understand. I don't get it. Toy and Salau did not deserve that. She deserved so much more. And she was so brave. She openly spoke about being sexually assaulted and and all of that and my timeline was flooded with black women speaking about their experiences with sexual assault and you know there's so much power in what you can say I don't take this podcast lightly at all there's so much power in what you put out there into the world and what you add your voice to And she added her voice to truth. And she was strong. And she fought until the end. And she's changed the world. I know she has. There's no way that she didn't leave an impact. It just really breaks my heart. That she had to die for this to really set in for people. And the other thing that was really hard for me to digest was, honestly, I've seen a lot of black men say, we need to stand up for our sisters and protect our sisters and and lift them up and... This, that, and the other thing. I had one black man check on me since the death of Toyin. And even when I was like, you know what, honestly, like, that was a really hard pill to swallow. He's like, yeah, we're going through it right now. And I'm like, yes, I understand that we as black people are going through right now, but I'm talking specifically as a black woman discovering the news of another black woman being murdered for this movement. It's heartbreaking. 
You know, black women sacrifice so much for black men. We do all the time, all the time. We sacrifice so much. And we don't get half of the recognition or half of the praise or half of the appreciation or half of the love that we deserve from black men. And I said what I said. Now, there are some good ones out there. Don't get me wrong. But the ones that are doing a good job should at least be somehow challenging the ones who need to step it up to step it up. You know, we lift y'all up. We try to help you become a better version of yourselves or help you be the best that you can be. And it's funny because... We do it without even being asked to do it. There's been so many times where I've seen a black woman, you know, do her best to, you know, cultivate a black man, help him become his best version of himself for her to only get left and then him to go off to someone else. And be that person that she built up. And then what she left with. You know, we're not the the caretakers of your soul. Like, we'll be there for you. And we'll love you and we'll care for you. But, you know, it doesn't always have to be our expense. And I think that that is something that needs to be improved upon in our community. I really do feel that way. I felt a huge lack of support. Like I did like I said, they were black men were posting, oh we need to support our women and this, that and the other thing, but I I ain't heard nothing from y'all. It's cool to post it and tweet it and whatever, but honey, you gonna call me? You can ask me if I need anything, you're gonna bring me some food. You know, you can ask me, like, what I need, how I'm doing, how can you be there for me? Like, that's what it is. If if you want us to keep pressing forward and, and fighting for you in these protests and, you know, advocating for your rights, our rights, we can't do while we're tired and being run down. We can't continue to put ourselves on the back burner for everyone else. Sometimes we need to be uplifted and I think that's okay. One thing I love about being a black woman is, you know, the strength behind my voice. I've been blessed with a gift of this voice which is a little raspy right now because of the beach, but anywho, I've been blessed with this gift. I think we all have been as black women. I find that black women are very strong when it comes to saying something that's on their mind and getting it across. Um, We don't hesitate to speak up, or at least once we get to a point where we're fed up with being silent, we can't be stopped. I'm going to name this episode 
after one of my favorite books um, by Maya Angelou called I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. If you don't know that, you really need to read it. That autobiography changed my life. And it actually gave me inspiration to speak up about my experiences and speak up for myself and just be confident in who I am and knowing that everything that I've experienced in life is to get me to where I am right now. You know, that book really inspired me. And when I think about the strength that my Angela would have had to have to voice her experience in such a poetic way and be so clear and honest. It reminds me of that impeccable strength that Toyin had when she spoke. When she spoke for all of us. You know, I think about Maya's poem, Still I Rise, and I think about how she just describes herself in such an intimate, intricate, detailed way. It makes me think about how graceful black women are. We just show up and we show out. When we step into a room, people notice. You know, we could be totally carefree, just doing whatever we want and not paying attention, but we know someone is looking at us. Like, we take up space in a really beautiful way. And I love it. I think it's top tier. I think we're top tier. And I'm so honored to be a black woman as hard as it is and as dangerous as it can be because honestly I people fear black women too they do um and I think that there's fear in different in different senses like fear in a sense of reverence and respect and fear of what we're capable of and I think that's why um we face so many barriers as black women, as black people and women. You know, we're always striving to get our education. Um, you know, we're always striving to get and do what we can so that we can be better than the situations that we were left in. We're always trying to level up from where we came from. And we always want to bring someone along for the ride. I can't picture myself in any other way, to be honest. And I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. Um, but it is hard. It is hard sometimes. I just wish that we were appreciated more. And it's good that we appreciate ourselves. I find that black women are very good at promoting self-love and doing what they can to show that within themselves um, and be example of self-love to others. I think that oftentimes we appear to be the epitome of ultimate strength to the point that people forget how vulnerable we can be as black women. How fragile we can be as black women. And... You know, sometimes us black women probably forget it ourselves. 
having people around us who care about us that are going to give us the space to exercise that is so important. And I find that we don't have that enough. We just depend on each other and, you know, if we're all down the dumps, I ain't got the energy for me, so how am I going to get the energy for you? You know, we need support as black women. We need support from our black men, from from our allies. We need that as well because we're trying to advocate for everyone in our community. And then sometimes it just seems as though we get left. Once we reach a certain level, we're just there to kind of lay flat on the ground and take a breather until the next rally, until the next protest. One quote that has always stuck with me comes from Rosemary Brown. It says, To be black and female in a society which is both racist and sexist is to be in a unique position of having nowhere to go but up. I think that... What I've learned from everything that's been coming to my mind and that I've been seeing and reading and beginning to understand this week is that there is power in our voices. Black women, there's power in your voice. There's power in my voice. There's power in what we've experienced and what we've endured and what we've gone through. And although at times it can be frightening to do that, your story could change someone else's life. Your story could save someone else's life. Your story could inspire someone else. If mine didn't write that book, I probably wouldn't even be talking into this microphone right now. I'd probably still be scared and insecure and you know, convincing myself that no one would ever listen and that my story isn't worth being heard or, you know, adding voice to. You know, something in the world changes when we speak up and when we when we open up, when we show the world what we experience. There are so many black women who are always at the forefront of these movements and I just want us to be encouraged because I know that a lot of us are tired and a lot of us are the a lot of us are the ones who are trying to make sure that the momentum doesn't die and that this doesn't get forgotten and just put on the shelf until someone else's murder gets surfaced onto the internet like we are striving and aiming for change and we're being strategic and we're trying to do as best as we can and so I just want to encourage all the black women um, to use their voice you know don't be afraid to show that vulnerability and you know be open and honest with yourself about how you're feeling, how you're being impacted by the experiences happening right now. And I think my last thing is just please take care of yourself. Please, please, please take care of yourself. 
I was working a job that uh, was going to be paying me decently well. And I felt as though I wasn't being trusted to do my job well. I felt as though I wasn't being respected the way that I should have been in that job. And what did I do? In the middle of a pandemic, I quit. I put myself first. And then the next day, I got offered something that's perfect for me. So black woman, you know, put yourself first. If you're tired, take a break, pass the baton. Somebody will come back around with another one. We have to show ourselves the love that we want others to show us. And only allow those who are going to show you that love to come in and be part of your life. Because we don't need no more fake love. Like I said, we ain't really trending right now. So we don't need people who are going to silence the conversation. We need people who are going to keep the conversation going and do what they have to do, do what they can do on our behalf. So to all my black people, I love you. Um, to all my black women specifically, I love the heck out of you. To Toyin's friends and family, my heart goes out to you. To those who are still out there fighting and speaking out and speaking up, I hear you, I'm with you, and thank you. Whew, and I think that's it. So until next week, you know, Tell a black woman that you love them and you appreciate them. And ask them how you can be there for them. Anywho, you know the deal. I'll see you in a week. And as always, peace and love. You can't what? I can't be no better than the cake. My bad, I don't want to wait. We got to